Media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. All right, just a couple of SMSs we've had. Um, the Sunday Times are carrying that half-page ad of intimidation about what happens to your bills if you don't pay properly for it. It's called blackmail, uh, apparently. Nasir Rally on Morning talks that invoices will be sent out within seven days. I've received SMS of handover. No invoice received. Proper credit procedures followed uh, Maliga. And then distorted interpretation of the Monopoly Act to serve organized crime is the prerogative of a ruling party. Centralizing tender protocol is still the same scan from Trevor Momsen. And uh, just the last one, Democratic, I can't read the whole thing. Okay, I'll try and read that in a few minutes. Time. But I'll tell you what, interesting to see, you know, how, now that we get to sort of serious business um, from tomorrow, how the e-tolling or send comes back in terms of trying to win that, uh, the communications battle, because that's just really what it is, an emotional battle is to try and win the support of uh, of the public and we'll see where that goes maybe that's uh, uh, maybe they'll chat to Giles Shepard about that because what we're talking about now is small business and, and how they should be capitalizing on brand visualization and Giles Shepard is the chief executive of, of Brand Alive good chatting to you once again Giles Hi. yeah nice to see you sure. so, so what in fact are we saying here because I mean clearly small business sometimes you know and, and maybe there's degrees of small business as you say that often I meet people who have a small business of 50 people. But often I will meet people who have a small business of two people. And they, and I know this, and say, thank goodness they do. They listen to these shows attentively because mm. it's their free on-air consultation, and they've said so, right? So wh- what can they learn, I mean, in terms of the needs to market and, and therefore brand visualization? Well, the, th- the thing is that what they're trying to do <coughs> across the board is they're trying to get human beings to respond to their efforts to, to get them to buy. Um, what it is that they have to sell. And uh, the trick is to understand it in a very human context. Human beings respond to visual stimuli very strongly. Um, and uh, therefore, it's about creating attraction. And uh, bef- before even getting to the visualization stage, it's about uh, the naming aspect, mm-hmm. the, the words that are used, um, uh, turning those names into identities that are contemporary, um, attractive, compelling, and surrounded by other visual tricks. Uh, and when you say tactics. name, is, is that like name of company, name of products, name, what sort of names are we talking well, about? Well, I mean, at the base of it, obviously, it's the name of the brand. Of, you know, is it uh, one of the things, of course, we've looked at um, on a micro scale is this NAFCOC study surrounding the Spaza shops and the mm-hmm. foreign-owned mm-hmm. Uh, trading enterprises in the informal uh, settlements. Um, where it's uh, been shown that the foreign-owned uh, micro-enterprises are performing better against our local-owned spaza shops. And one of the issues is that they name the, uh, uh, the trading enterprises creatively um, and put visualization to those names, whereas the spaza shops tend not to, tend to just be very informal, very so, uh, unnamed. Uh, examples of that? I mean, things come to mind? You mean actual names? Yeah. No, I don't have any examples. I mean, I'm just that the study was saying that on a on a general scale that they do uh, tend to create shop names rather than just have a sign up saying Spaza, which which has been the norm in in, in many townships. Yes. So um, they're beginning in the right place by by creating initial attraction with a compelling name that has some kind of meaning behind it, and then they're giving visualization to that. Um, which, uh, you know, further creates uh, um, attraction. One of the things, and, you know, for a while it's sort of left, but it's come back specifically with regard to township stores is, uh, and spaza shops now, right, is the fact that not only do they have or, or not have names, but, but they certainly will, will paint big pictures of, of 
very important products like detergents on on their front walls. And I saw that again. I was in Pumalanga now, uh, and it's solely done in townships. Mm. So yes, absolutely. But um, again, that NAFCOC study showed that that is more. Uh, it's, it's a more common practice and better done by the foreign-owned stores and less done so than, than the, uh, by the, the local-owned spouses. Um, it just seems interesting that there seems to be a body of knowledge that's being shared in amongst the foreign-owned store owners that isn't being transferred and translated into the environment where the, the, the spaza, local spaza shops are trading. Um, and and, and what is that? Because there's a bigger fraternity amongst the foreigners who will call each other and, and South Africans tend not to? Quite probably. And it's become clear that there is no uh, organization or association of any kind that the spazas who are really just informal traders and often very worried about uh, participating in any kind of formal environment because they're worried about the legalities of their operation and that kind of thing. But there is nobody, no uh, body that uh, has been put together that can assist them with this kind of knowledge. So, yes, to your point, they do tend to paint brand names up on the walls outside, which is effective and it is important. Um, but they're not doing it to the degree that they need to and in the way, perhaps, that they need to. And also they allow, they uh, seemingly allow them to uh, go on too long and become too old and and tatty, um, so, so that they don't. At, at yeah, and time. and even in the very informal sectors, um, you know, we're all human beings. People will naturally gravitate towards things that feel fresh, feel modern, feel of today. Um, and those small uh, attributes do make a difference. Mm. Now, um, we were just talking about Coca-Cola's uh, Share the Coke campaign earlier on, and, and, and that's one about the, the number, the, na- the, the, the name dropping, let's call it that, right? Mm. Uh, and as we know, it's been, it's been really successful. I mean, the lessons to learn from that, where Coke then can, can even drop their own brand name mm. because, they, because the imaging is so strong, isn't Absolutely. it? I mean, the, the lessons that others can learn from And that. that's, yeah, that's what we spoke about the last time we were mm. together on the mm. show. And um, it's, they've been incredibly successful with that. I heard you asking you know, them whether there was a, a real commercial mm. benefit that had arisen. And it seemed uh, that in the South African context, the answer seems to be yes. Certainly in the global context, it has been yes personalizing the brand. I mean, they've just got such massive recognition and equity behind that brand um, that they could almost do anything, as you say, that the, mm-hmm. just the, the colorway yeah, um, is yeah. so recognizable. Um, but it's, it's a very clever tactic. They've brought it down to a very personal level. And it's great to hear that they've added another 250 names. Yes, I don't believe they've added Giles, Giles yet, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they have added Ashraf apparently. Well, so, so. I, I saw so here. Yeah, thanks to My daughter was plugged. very, very excited to discover on holiday that uh, her name was on a can and so bought it with glee. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's, it really is a clever tactic and uh, the, the halcyon state of, of so, any okay. brand to be able on, to do on such a On a serious note, what can... You know, small formal traders or informal traders learn from that type of visualization. What I'm saying is the connection is the one-on-one. So if they're even selling a blanket, for example, mm. how can they personalize that in terms of the, the merchandising in a store? Uh, when mm. I say store, I can think of a hat type of store. To say, hey, this blanket's for you. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, that's in the communication tactics yeah. around it. And, of course, the smaller the business and the, le- and the less formal the business, the less they tend to think about, you know, communication and things like offers. Um, Yet, in actual fact, um, you know, making uh, specifically 
localized offers and, and personalized offers is available to even the informal traders because if you think about it, every single person has a cell phone mm -hmm. um, and SMS uh, marketing is very inexpensive. It just requires a thought process to be able to say, how can I get hold of my local community and how can I get the messaging, for example, that's going to say, come over here, I've got something that's specifically relevant to you and available to you, you know, where you need it and so on. It's getting the communication out there. I mean, I don't think that personalizing a blanket, well, perhaps you're right, you know, thinking of things like personalizing products, you know, will embroider your name onto the blanket. They do it in schools for the kids. I mean, that's just something to think about. All right, is there anything else you want to bring up that you think is really important? In relation to, well, I think yes. No matter how small the business, understanding the environment in which you're trading and your competitors, and therefore identifying unique differentiators about your brand that mean you're not just another iteration of the same thing in the same street, mm. that you have something compelling and unique to bring to bear that's going to add value. Um, and that might even just be the service ethic that you bring. Mm. It might be after-sales service. Um, but whatever it is, it's, it's fundamentally important to get down to those basics. Who are your competitors? What are they providing um, now, their customers? Now, we all say that service is important. Uh, is there a barometer that, that says South Africa's service is what? As a country, 9 out of 10 or 5 out of 10? Well, it tends to, to be um, you know, industry-specific. You get uh, varying... Of, uh, measures in different industry segments. I mean, we all know, for example, that in the in the building and allied uh, industry, um, from a consumer perspective, the general sensation is that service and attention is uh, appallingly low. Um, but naturally, in the hospitality industry, it it uh, because we are a big international tourist destination. We have mm, a big hospitality mm, mm. industry. It's very competitive. The um, standard of service is rated as extremely high. So it, it, um, it does tend to be uh, industry-specific. But um, I, don't, I haven't heard that, uh, whether there's an overall study that measures us uh, in completeness um, against other right, countries. something we should look at. Yes. All right, Giles, let's leave it at that unless there's something else you want to bring up, yeah? No, that's, that's great. Thanks. Okay, that's great. There you are. Giles Shepard, the chief executive of Brand Alive, was hoping that he gets his name on that Coke bottle. That's the type of impact it's made.